Hey there, Gavin and Nick. Ready to talk about some more of our statement of faith here at Crossway? Yeah, yep, definitely. All right, here we go. God the Spirit. God the Spirit. So we've been looking at the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and now rounding that off with God the Spirit. So let me go ahead and read the statement for us, and then we'll dive into some of the scriptures, talk about some implications here like we have been. So God the Spirit. We believe that the Holy Spirit, in all that he does, glorifies the Lord Jesus Christ during this age. He convicts the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. At salvation, he imparts new spiritual life to the believer, bringing that person into union with Christ and the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit sanctifies, seals, fills, guides, instructs, comforts, equips, empowers, intercedes, permanently indwells at salvation, and bestows spiritual gifts to the believer for Christ-like living and service. And then a slew of scriptures that we'll look at. All right. So God the Spirit, uh, starting off a good chunk of scripture there from John 14, 15 through 25. And I, I think with this one, the, 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 there's part of it that um, as the passage carries on, it's good context things for how we, you know, how we live out having the Holy Spirit with <clears throat> us. But why don't we just grab that first paragraph, 15 through 17. Nick, you want to do that for us? Yes. All right. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. All right, so who's speaking here first? Jesus. This is, this is Jesus speaking. And then how does this contribute to the statement that we just read? What do you see here that's, uh, that informs that? I, yeah, I think, that, again, just quick hits. Um well, I see, I think the, you see the one like the Holy Spirit has to do with keeping Jesus' commandments. Like mm -hmm. There's going to be a, a life change mm -hmm. that points or points towards the presence of the Holy Spirit in someone's life. Um, right. Or Jesus connects that with um, the helper, the Spirit. Mm -hmm. um, it says the Spirit of truth. So there's going to be this Spirit in us that directs us, guides us, mm -hmm. um, like we're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, the world cannot receive um, because it doesn't know. Uh, the yeah. Father doesn't know Jesus. Um and yeah, he's going to be in us and with yeah, us. So. Yeah, that indwelling presence there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good. So, yep, highly descriptive there that Jesus gives about um, the uh, uh, the care that we receive from God through the Holy Spirit and the, the way that um, he's going to be at work in every believer's life. Mm -hmm. All right, so another passage from John. John 16, 7 through 15, we've got here. And um, I, I think we, we probably need this whole passage there. John 16, 7 through 15, Gavin. Nevertheless, I tell you, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer. 
concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah, contributions well, from this here. What's the Holy Spirit do? What do we learn about uh, the Holy Spirit? First in verse 8. He, he will convict, right? Mm -hmm. And then we see that he will glorify mm -hmm. the Son mm -hmm. uh, in, the, in this age. That's right. That's right. Yeah, very good. Very good. Yep, so he is, he is active uh, in, in one sense very, very widely in bringing that conviction of sin. I'll convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Um, but then very personally, like, look to... Look to Christ, mm -hmm. um, and uh, he's he's uh, uh, the one who's going to um, uh, to uh, glorify um, Christ who who sent him uh, here. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. all right. So lots of lots of good descriptors here coming uh, out and activities of the Holy Spirit. Um, it's amazing. Like there, there's uh, just these lists, you know, that we're that we're given uh, things that maybe are familiar to us because we have statements of faith like this. But it's like it comes directly from that thing that convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, and we repeat that there in our statement. Okay, good. Titus three five through six. Uh, is it up to me here? He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. All right. So Holy Spirit here. Mm -hmm. what, uh, what comes from him? Uh, yeah, we, we see here uh, that he he washes us through generation, through mm -hmm. regeneration mm -hmm. and renewal, mm -hmm. um, and and we see that in our statement with uh, he imparts new spiritual life to the believer, mm -hmm. um, and bringing that person into union with Christ, and and so we understand that that in being saved, it's not done by our own own works. Yes, like we our works do not save us. It is by this washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. All right, so high dependence there. High dependence yeah. we're seeing um, uh, that we have on the Holy Spirit from the very beginning of our salvation. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Ephesians 2, 18 through 22. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Mm. Okay. What do we see here with the activity <laughs> of the Holy Spirit? It's kind of... Uh kept for us there um well i guess right at the beginning and right at the end yeah but uh, what do we have about him this is this is one just like i keep saying just in all these we're talking about just the spirit and the father and jesus are all mm -hmm. coexisting they're working together like yeah. now we get to see 
now that the Holy Spirit has, can we get to really actually see kind of how this actually plays itself out? Um, but yeah, I think specifically in our statement, you go to words like uh, permanently indwells and it is going to seal and you see it now it's been connected to like this family of God, this household mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. And what's the sign of that? Oh, it's so the presence of the spirit and those people yeah. that's allowing us to, to grow together into that Holy Temple in the Lord too. Mm-hmm. So, Good. Uh, yeah. Good. All right. And then just uh, one verse here, Ephesians four thirty. We have there. Uh, I'll read that one. Yeah. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. All right. Okay. It's a big one. It's a big one. One verse. One verse. Big, big one. What do we see there? How does it contribute? Uh, let's see here. Uh, we the Holy Spirit sanctifies, seals. Mm. Right. We were sealed for the day of redemption. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, you know that. Like like we've said before, none of these statements is exhaustive. And even right here, you know, we could add um, a, a kind of uh, almost indirect statement about the Holy Spirit that he can be grieved. Yes. You know? yeah. um, and uh, that's that's important as well. And kind of understanding that the Holy Spirit is not um, just uh, um, like a force or an idea, but a person of the Godhead. So he can be grieved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Okay, very good. Uh, so I think we're up to this passage in Romans eight, and it is a so it's good. a long one, but uh, um, uh, worth it because there is so uh, much here. I don't even know how we would pick just a part of it to read. <laughs> okay, this is uh, you can see the heading at least in the ESV there, the life in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so Romans eight one through twenty seven. I'll try to. Uh, move quickly here for us. Okay. Uh, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot Please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh to live according to the flesh, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. 
For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know what to pray for as we ought but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words and he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of god wow where do we start <laughs> okay yeah. <laughs> yeah what's what's the spirit doing uh here maybe just kind of quick looks at each each paragraph and what do we see? see it's it's set us free through Christ. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's what I <clears throat> excuse me. Um now that again, God has sent his own son to mm. die for our sin. Um so we wouldn't be condemned, but then he's also gone a step forward and he now he not only dies for our flesh and, and sin, but he also gives us the spirit to mm. not walk in that flesh anymore. That's right. Uh, we can set our mind on he says set our mind on things of the spirit, uh, these things that are pleasing to God. That is life and peace. We can we can actually submit to God's law and uh, what He desires for us now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If you're led by the Spirit of God, you're sons of God. I mean, the the, the yeah. Holy Spirit's uh, activity here, the Holy Spirit, um, how reliant upon uh, Him uh, we're shown to be throughout this whole passage. Mm-hmm. Um, it, our identity is wrapped up in having the Holy Spirit yes. and being so, called yeah. sons of God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, breath of fresh air in the morning. Like, oh my gosh, that's right, that's right. Again, it talks about the spirit of God dwelling in us as well. Again, yeah, just more kind of adding to the it's inside of us. It's that's made right. its home inside of us. That's right. Yeah, and, and just I mean, we talked about the Father two two weeks ago, God the Father, and just seeing that that it is by the Spirit mm. that that we cry out the Father. Yeah, okay. yeah, it is by Him. That's right. The, the empowering work here, I mean, the, it really uh, finishes off here with talking about our weakness. Mm-hmm. And the Spirit helps us in that. We can't even pray well. There are times when uh, we, we don't have the, the words. Mm-hmm. And what does the Holy Spirit do but but comes in and and provides that commune with with the Father um, through through groans? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we just saw in the, the last passage before this, the, that one verse, that, that he can be grieved, mm-hmm. right? We see that he's not he's not just this this impersonal force, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's not just this, this force of God. Now, he is a being who mm-hmm. 
who can be great and yeah. and groans for us like that those are emotionally heavy words yeah and and i mean i i just think that of of the times like recently even when it, like i am praying and i'm like god i know what i need but all i know at like i i don't know what it is mm. really i i have an idea you can't come up with the complexities I, yes, and all of that and mm-hmm. and but i know but i i knew in those moments mm-hmm. that the holy spirit was there groaning along yeah. beside me yeah uh, interceding on my behalf to the father mm-hmm. telling him what, what what i need yeah yeah oh amazing amazing all right well after you know reading like a whole chapter's worth there practically um and then we've got uh, just one verse here um we've got first corinthians three sixteen. let's see is that near i think, I think, think that's i think, I think it's you. me it's yeah. a big one sorry that was yeah it was lots to bite off last time um <laughs> do you not know that you are god's temple and that god's spirit dwells in you okay Man. yeah it. yeah that one that one's like i mean once again we're seeing that he dwells in us yeah i mean but the idea that we are god's temple is like like it, it's like riveting right mm-hmm knowing that not just because it's like oh like hey it's my body's the temple of god i'm going to take care of it like like there's there's truth to that but mm-hmm. un- the significance of our body being the temple of god like that's when right. we look at the old testament and that's right you'd have to enter into the holy of holies in the middle of the temple do so many ser- like so many ceremonial things to mm-hmm. become clean enough to mm-hmm. enter into that space with god but understanding we are the temple like god is dwelling in us yeah uh, that's i mean it, it's mind-blowing incredible implications there you know in terms of even just what we read previous previously um, about how you know we're fighting sin you know through the spirit mm-hmm. and well here's a here's a picture of like how how ludicrous it would be to to just invite sin into our lives mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or to to try and fight it in a way as if the strength is in me when we're just told we're the we're the god's temple and that the the holy spirit is is dwelling in us i mean he's a he is an at-hand resource for us. Oh, yeah. Why would we act otherwise, you know, or yeah. try to fight against sin otherwise? And thinking about grieving him, like, would you, would we have, if we were in Old Testament Israel and we came to the temple mm. in Jerusalem, would we have entered into the Holy of Holies and, and sinned yeah. so carelessly right. as we do sometimes? Right, so flippantly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, 1 Corinthians 12, 3 through 11, Nick. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are variety varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gift, gifts of healings by, another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another the workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Mm. So what's the, what's the big one here? Gifts for service. That's right. Um, That's right. Yep. Yep. Uh, he he is in charge of uh, the gifts. 
mm-hmm. that uh, that we have, and uh, um, uh, each each one meant to be uh, a, con- a contributing uh, factor to the whole of the the body for it to work to, together. Um, mm-hmm. He gives portions to each one individually as as he wills um, for the common good. You know words mm-hmm. like that. You know he he's. Uh, uh, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So when we say in our statement there um, that uh, he bestows spiritual gifts to the believer for Christ-like living and service, um, that's part of what's wrapped up um, in there. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is what we're meant to do um, with those gifts. Uh, they are they are for others mm-hmm. um, in a in a very real and big sense. There. Yeah, so good. That's a yeah. I love. As you're talking, that just fires me up. Just the as the spirit changes our heart and gives us this new heart and indwells in us to look outwards and not live by the flesh and selfishly to our own desires. Yeah. It's like naturally that goes with it is these gifts allow us to actually live that heart, new heart out Yeah, um, to those around us. Just you know, love that. And, and certainly the top of the passage too, we kind of, it's easy to move past it because we start talking so much about the gifts, but um, the, the connection with Jesus again, mm-hmm. like, we say Jesus is Lord in the Holy Spirit, and so there's a that that picture of the Holy Spirit glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. um, through the Spirit. We say, yeah, that's He's Lord. Jesus is Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's see here. We've got next. Uh, I keep losing my place here. Is this another first? Corinthians, or we did the Galatians one now. Galatians yes, 5, yes. 16 through 26. Yes, I believe that's... Is that me now? All right, five, Galatians 5, 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, in case we didn't catch it, you know, like... Uh, oh, I have this one pet sin. Well, <laughs> things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Okay, walking by the Spirit. What do we what do we see here? How does this contribute? It's a big one. Yeah, I don't know. It takes me back to Romans 8, too. Of just yep. like this. You see this huge differentiation between mm. what does life in the spirit look like and what does life in the flesh look like. Mm. Um, it literally just says these are opposed to each other. Um, yeah. So the spirit, we're led by the spirit. But the spirit's never going to lead us into things that are sinful. That's still, right. Or apart, that are against God. That's, That's right. That's still our 
inner indwelling sin as well. Um, but the things that the Spirit leads us into is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Yeah. Um, not provoking one another, but living at peace with those around us. Yep. Good. Good. Yeah. Some great <laughs> lists there that just help us to kind of evaluate like, oh, yeah, these are two opposing lives. Mm-hmm. Life by the flesh, life by the Spirit. All right, uh, we're up to Hebrews 2, 1 through 4. Just yes. a few more here. Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable, and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard, while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. Okay, so there we have that right at the end there. Mm-hmm. Um, how does this contribute to our statement? Yeah, I think it goes, again, it definitely just quite explicitly talks about just bestowing spiritual gifts to mm-hmm. the believer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but it's interesting that it connects it to the, that there's these signs that the, that the Lord has given us to attest to the salvation that he's worked for us. Yeah. And that's one of them is these these gifts of the Holy Spirit. I think that goes all the way back to even touches on just the sealing of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, right. like we can go back to, I think just getting practical, we can mm-hmm. go back in those times where, where we've maybe fallen into sin or we, Nick has wrestled a lot with this too, just assurance and those things. It's like we can go back to what the Holy Spirit has done in our lives that's and right. the gifts and go, oh, that's a gift from the Lord. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, God has given us this so that that's we, right. it can attest to the salvation that he's worked mm-hmm. in us and for us. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, confidence boosting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. Right. Even just this morning, yeah. Yeah. All right, Acts 1 8. Acts 1 8. Yeah. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. All right, so here's resurrected Jesus speaking to uh, his apostles. And what do they need? The Holy Spirit, they the need helper. The power of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. the helper. That's right. That's right. Okay, and then finally, uh, Acts 9 31. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up, and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. All right. So, first century church, right away. Uh, their their eyes are upon the Lord. The Holy Spirit is dwelling in them, and they have they have comfort uh, because of that supply. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so just kind of a few kind of wrap up things that I think this um, we could say. You know what is what does this mean? And we've kind of talked a ton about it. We've covered these things, I think, but it means things like the the Holy Spirit is highly active in the life. Mm-hmm. Of the Christian, so integral, you know, mm-hmm. uh, something that we we can't really think about enough. Because what are we constantly doing? Is fighting against sin, uh, wanting to live according to uh, the Spirit and not according to the the flesh. He is highly active. That's been shown so clearly through these scriptures. Um, we've talked about how we're only believers because of His work. Uh, he does a, a washing and regenerating uh, work mm-hmm. uh, for the believer. Uh, things like um, he keeps us rightly focused on Christ. That's where the glory is pointed uh, toward, toward, toward Christ. That um, we are, um, 
we are Christians. We are followers of Christ. Um, you know, we're we're not Holy Spiritans. You know, he, he doesn't. The Holy Spirit means to to accelerate our followership of the Lord Jesus Christ. That doesn't make him a, a a lesser God of any of any type. But this is the way that the Godhead is working to, together. He's helping us be Christians. Yes. He's helping us be disciples of Jesus. All right. So, guys, why does the church need this? Just a few quick mm-hmm. hits on this. Why do we need this as a church, a statement like this and belief in this about the Holy Spirit? I feel like we talk about it every time, but I think there's just, again, I don't think you can get over the doctrinal aspect of it, of course. Like there is like, a, hey, the Holy Spirit differentiates us. I would almost want to argue like from any other religion or Christian-ish yeah. sect, mm-hmm. you know, like it. Again, like you said, shame it, or Seth. Gosh, dude, I did that twice today. <laughs> hey, I like, I love the association. It's okay. Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's the fact that we we're walking around the Holy Spirit indwelling in us, sealing us, as making us God's church. Um, like that, you can't argue compared to any other. Like that's a really living, breathing reality of mm. Christianity. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that above all else, I mean, you can go on and on about the the we were talking about just the identity aspect of it you know like you see a lot in romans 8 just like there is an identity change mm. that is that god produces with the power of the holy spirit awesome yeah i i, I think back to our our first session uh mm. sitting down and talking here when we talked about the scriptures right yeah, yeah. and we talked about how the scriptures is god's the scriptures are god's primary way mm. of communicating mm. with us in this age right yep. And but we know that it, it is the spirit that is is speaking to us through the scriptures mm-hmm. as he's in us and he's convicting us That's and right. he's he's allowing those words to come off the page and, and to penetrate our souls mm-hmm. and to change us. And then and then the gifts. That's right. Right? We need the gifts in the church. That's they're, right. They're what allows right, I mean, comes down to the gifts of teaching mm-hmm. and and um serving and and even administration that even in administration in the church Mm -hmm. and someone if someone was filing papers they are doing that sure in 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 the the spirit they like they are and that there's no gift in the church that is Mm -hmm. less than others and Mm -hmm. that he is working um in in us so that's so good those are some things that i had jotted down too um and, you know, even what you're saying right there, Nick, what that has to do then with our, our unity and how we view unity. Mm-hmm. Unity doesn't mean uh, sameness in gifts. No. Um, it means that the gifts contribute to make us one body, to make us whole, to make the, the service of one, one to another um, all that it should be. Yep. You know, those, mm-hmm. those, uh, those aspects of, of unity, that understanding of unity. And I just, I was thinking about too how, you know, we deal in spiritual things as a church. So the Spirit's power is essential. So clear from everything that we read um, and mm-hmm. talked about here. This isn't just um, uh, a, a a group of people that get together for kind of religion-y type of things. Mm-hmm. No, this is, we, we are a, a people who have been changed from the inside out, dealing with mm-hmm. spiritual matters. And then... Um, you know, even just as we were uh, 
um, reading through and talking a little bit about the uh, the passages, I thought about biblical counseling, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, a, a part of what we uh, do here as a church and want to continue to, to grow in. And some of these passages that even just help us to see, okay, life according to the flesh looks like this list of things. Life according to the spirit, um, these types of fruit are being born out in the life. And so as we're helping one another in the church to walk in faithfulness, we're, we are, we're encouraging one another toward this, this life that is opposed to all of the worldliness that we're always swimming in and that we're born with and that we have propensity toward. And instead we're saying, okay, we're, we're depending upon the spirit to bring about these fruits of the Holy Spirit, the real life change that we want to, to see take place, not just some, uh, and these are heart matters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not just little behavioral tweaks that yeah. we're making along the way. But, but this is, the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us, changing us from the inside out so that the fruit that is born is different than what it otherwise would have been. Yes. Definitely. Man, that's, yeah, that's sort of, you mentioned that I was, this was what I was going with the Galatians 5. Mm-hmm. That's, that's been a scripture that I think has led me so much even the past few years. It's, um, there was a short stay where I wasn't at Crossway and part of the reason that I, kind of came running back to Crossway was, you know, I asked the question of like, where do I see the fruit of the spirit growing and being produced in the lives of these people in this local church? And, mm. and I think you can tell when a healthy church, I think one of the diagnostics you can use to, you know, see that. And are these people growing in the Lord? Is the Holy Spirit at work in these people's lives? Mm. You can go, oh, do I see these fruits of the spirit, mm-hmm. these patience, gentleness, self-control, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know that, and that's just a comforting thing that I'm just seeing, you know, really, really practical. You got think right. it's one of those things that you go, man, I can see the spirit at work in my life, you know, as I am yeah. sanctified in these areas too, but also I can tell where he's at work in the lives of these people around me. Yeah. Like healthy things produce healthy things, I would argue. And mm. so just you, as you see that fruit being produced in people's lives, you go, ah, Spirit's at work there, and, so and that, that spirit is good and trustworthy. It's so good. Mm. Well, brothers, let me pray for us that um, the Holy Spirit's work would uh, be full in our lives. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, we do ask for this. We we thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the helper uh, that has been sent to us, Lord, the counselor that we need. And, Lord, we want to be men who are transformed. Um, We want to to be those who uh, better understand uh, the nature of our flesh and our sin and then recognize our neediness and cry out to you for help and rely upon the help, the helper that you have given to us. Um, the Holy Spirit, Lord. Do that in our lives. Do that in the lives of the people of this church. Do this in the lives of your church everywhere. And uh, save more. Bring bring in a harvest, Lord, as your gospel is proclaimed. Um, we ask that uh, the Holy Spirit would move powerfully um, through that declared word to uh, give regeneration to hearts and make new lives. We pray in Jesus' name, dependent upon the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Appreciate it, brothers. Thank you.